technology that drives partner and ecosystem growth, is taking center stage and promises to propel us forward in this decade of the ecosystem. My next guest on Ultimate Guide to Partnering is part of the movement we're all seeing to help partners and vendor organizations better engage on through partner marketing that drives best-in-class engagement and results. This is the Ultimate Guide to Partnering, the top partnership podcast. In this podcast, Vince Minzione, a proven partner sales executive, shares his mission to help leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. And now your host, Vince Minzione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host. And today, I welcome Rick Vandenbosch, is the founder and CEO of Chanext, a partner marketing platform and organization that helps channel teams to scale and measure their through partner marketing and partner engagement activities to increase revenue. Based in the Netherlands, Chanext has been working with many leading vendors and just raised their Series A, and I'm so excited for their continued expansion and growth. I so enjoyed this conversation with Rick, and I hope you enjoy our discussion as much as I enjoyed getting to know Rick Vandenbosch. I'm so excited to welcome Athletic Greens as the latest sponsor to Ultimate Guide to Partnering. Friends who know me well know I've made taking a green drink supplement part of my health ritual for over 20 years now. About five years ago, I added Athletic Greens, and now their product AG1 has become my go-to green drink supplement. AG1 is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. It literally has replaced every vitamin in my cabinet. If you'd like to give AG1 a try, Athletic Greens is giving away a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with every new purchase. Check them out at athleticgreens.com forward slash Vince M. Rick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Vince. I'm super excited to be here today. I am so excited to welcome you to Ultimate Guide to Partnering. You're the founder and CEO of Chanext, a partner marketing engagement platform, and the host of your own successful podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, uh, CEO and founder of Chanext and since a short period of time, uh, co-host of Partnerships Unravel. So yeah, very excited to be in this space and also to be uh, chatting about partnerships with you today. Such a great topic we both care so much about. But for our listeners that don't know you or Chanext, can you tell us a little bit about you and your mission? Chanext was founded four, uh, four years ago and what we're building is our goal is to build the largest channel platform in the world where we really bring together partners and vendors in a single platform. I think one of the things I started to notice is that all partners are working with multiple vendors and they have to do all kinds of interactions together to grow their business together. So in terms of marketing, in terms of training, in terms of sales enablement, but because they work with so many vendors, they have to go to all different types of portals. And what we did with Chanex is combine it all together in one interface for the platform. So it becomes a lot easier for partners and a lot better partner experience. And for the vendors, there's the advantage that they have a lot higher engagement, but also get to see a lot more data about their partners so they can uh, adjust their strategy accordingly. So who specifically is your ideal customer profile? 
we started uh, four years ago specifically in the hardware IT uh, market. So we started with companies like Logitech and Dell and companies like that. So with a lot of partners. And now we see a big shift where we had more and more into SaaS companies as well. So who are maybe kickstarting their partnerships and starting to work together with partners. And the advantage for companies who are building their program is that we have a marketplace for the partners where they can actually find new vendors as well. So it also really helps to build your partner network uh, in such a way. So it's bi-directional. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, bringing most value to both of them. And by putting the partner experience first, making sure that for them it becomes as easy as possible that the vendors eventually uh, benefit from it as well. So dive in a little bit more for me on this platform. We talk about this decade of the ecosystem. What is the gap that it solves for? Is it specifically around partner and vendor engagement? Yeah, I think that's the most important benefit what we are working on. Like, how can you really increase that engagement? I think what we what I saw a lot in the market was that we are continuously trying to improve the software and trying to improve the portals. But the big disadvantage was that partners were not going there because they have so many things to do. They have many projects to manage. They are focused on sales and then also managing all the portals and finding the content and the training they need that they were not doing it. And the, the vision really was, what if we turn around the process and don't wait for partners to come to the portal, but we bring the content that's in the portal proactively to the partners. And in that way, you can really boost engagement in a whole different way. So tell me about your journey here, right? So you started this organization about four years ago. Was there a spark that got you on the path to entrepreneurship? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think both to entrepreneurship and to partnership, almost my whole family from my father's side uh, are entrepreneurs. And also many people in my family come from the channel, actually. So my, my father, he, uh, he led the Apple Benelux uh, uh, team here in the 90s uh, in, uh, wow. in, here in Benelux, but also always stayed active with next companies within the channel. My uncle worked at Microsoft, for example. So partnerships was always a very... Uh, lively uh, topic uh, with our, within our home. And uh, I think that's really what already sparked the interest at a young age there. What did you do before you started the organization? Like, was there something else that you did in the channel or, or along your path that got you here? Yeah, when I, was a, when I was a teenager, I was always very intrigued with marketing. So I started building websites and doing paid advertising when Facebook ads just launched and social media, etc. And then when I was 20, uh, I was still in university, but I thought I want to start my own company. And then it made sense. Uh, I know a little bit of marketing. I know quite so much about channel from all the stories that I've heard. So let's start a marketing agency within the channel. So we helped companies like Samsung to actually, uh, when they had a product launch, for example, that we helped them to launch that to the partners as well. So we were uh, responsible for activating and engaging partners with their marketing programs. And I think that's uh, where you could say where I found out how hard that can be. Because when I started, I was really like, okay, we can work a lot on the strategy. We can work a lot on the creative side of marketing. But the reality that was that we were 80% of the time continuously calling the partners and chasing them to participate and Every time when I spoke to partners, I heard that they really want to participate, but that oftentimes they really just don't have the time for it. And, and yeah. that's really what triggered, like, can't we start working in a different way together with our partners? So. You know, you participate, it reminded me of a event you participated in last year uh, regarding the death of the partner portal. And some friends, I think it was Jared Fuller who hosted the event and Jay McBain was also involved in that. 
Where do you believe we are with regards to partner portals? Yeah, I think uh, that was a very, uh, very nice event indeed. Uh, great that was hosted by uh, Partner Hacker, and I think a very good discussion uh, there. And I think how Jay explained it is very well: is that you need like your portal to have your central source as a vendor where you bring everything, but that it's very hard to expect from your partners that everyone is coming to your portal. And I think that's really where we have to rethink how we want to approach our partnerships and help the ecosystem in the best way. And I think that's indeed where uh, solutions like Chenex, for example, or also Workspan, uh, Chip Rogers was also part of the of the debate, come in, where we actually combine all those portals into a single place for the partner where they can interact with this. And I think there you really shift the mindset from siloed portals to open ecosystem in such a way and really bring your assets and your content to the place where your partners are the most. So dive in with me a little bit on the underlying technology and how it solves for that. Yeah, we really started from a marketing perspective. So what I saw was that on average, less than 15% of partners were participating in the marketing activities of their vendors. And that's where I thought, okay, but what if we turn this around and don't wait for partners to come to the portal, but we bring it to them. So for example, with the Chenex platform, partners can connect their websites, their social media profiles, their CRM system, et cetera. So we don't have all kinds of manual actions anymore, but we can actually serve the partners with the right content. So once a partner gets on board of the Chenex platform, we ask them all kinds of questions about their go-to-market strategy. So what type of product categories do you sell from this vendor? Uh, what type of verticals are you focused on? In what language do you communicate with your end user? And by asking these questions, we can segment the partners in buckets and only provide the, them with the content that's relevant for them. So in such a way, we have the right content for the right partners, and then you can start automating because a partner never wants automation when they just get all type of content that's not relevant for them. Right. But if you have the right segmentation and then combine that with what we call an opt-out system. So with us, it's not that a partner uh, goes into Chenex and says, I want to participate in a certain campaign or a certain uh, social uh, selling campaign, for example. But they tell us upfront what type of content they love. And then we only provide them with that content and then it automatically publishes if they do not reject. So we ah. turn it around and then you really go to a participation and engagement of 93% on average versus uh, less than 15. Yeah, so I'm not having to go into the portal and just keep looking all the time for what's coming from my vendor. It's, it's feeding the information up to me. It's giving me what I need. And in many cases, it's automating the process for me. 100%. So it is, it's a combination of that, bringing the right content to the right partner and automating the process, but very important, always with the partner in control, because that's what they find very important, that they yeah. always have the end saying, so to say, of what really is posted to their social media, their website, or what is shared internally to all their employees. Yeah, you know, my personal experience has been like the partners, when I was a vendor, the partners would only come when they did deal registration. Is that something you've seen as well? Yeah, I, I see the same indeed. Uh, I think Jay said that the best uh, during the portal debate. He said, if you would remove all the mandatory actions, like the required actions that partners have to do to get discounts, rebates, etc., cetera, so, or, or certification, then there would be zero logins left. And I think that's really, if you think about that, we need to have a whole different perspective on how we enable our partners in terms of sales and marketing as well. And uh, yeah, it's a very interesting, uh, it was a very interesting debate. 
Yes. Many organizations are learning to do more with less. And as you think about how you're going to reach your revenue targets this year, I recommend you check out PartnerTap, a founding sponsor of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. PartnerTap's pipeline discovery and co-selling platform. PartnerTap's pipeline discovery and co-selling platform will help your channel and sales teams to hit their revenue targets faster, even with fewer resources. PartnerTap gives your teams the new automation and partner data you need to source more pipeline and close deals faster with your best partners. You can find out more information at partnertap.com. So you have some, you mentioned a couple of names, but you have some real marquee clients in your portfolio, Cisco, Dell, Lenovo, Red Hat, AWS, quite an impressive list for a young company. Why did these technology brands choose to work with you and your organization? I, th- I think when we reached out to them, it was really on that pain point indeed. And I think that it helped at the beginning that we were so specifically focused on the, on the marketing uh, piece there where we started asking questions to the channel marketers, to the partner marketers. And as soon as you got into like that frustration of putting a lot of time and energy into content and spending a lot of resources and budgets on it, but then seeing it there on the shelf, so to say, where it's not being utilized by your partners, I think that that hurts a lot for a lot of people who are invested in that and and who who put all their energy into creating that content and that's really where we could show them the results of actually how much higher the engagement is if you turn around their process so i think that was the the key reason for uh, for getting started and the results you're seeing you mentioned 93% 93% utilization is that the average is that is that a spike what what are you seeing in general that's the average that we see that's fantastic so, so i think yeah. per Per campaign and per content, like from all your connected partners. So once they connected their website, social, etc., they're approximately maybe three percent who reject, where they say, "Hey, this does not fit my strategy at the moment." But we also always ask a rejection reason, so you have the feedback loop back into the vendor how they can improve their content. And I think then there's like uh, uh, two to three percent as well who edits the content, so who doesn't just have it pushed automatically, but then says, "I want to put my own tone of voice on it," or no my own image, for example, and in such a way, uh, yeah, you get to the that result. So our good friend Jay, Jay gets, I told Jay he's become the Pied Piper. Everybody's quoting Jay these days, right? So <laughs> he has this uh, partner ecosystem tech landscape. He equates it to the MarTech stack. Where does Chanext fit? Like, what is it and what isn't? Like, what areas, you talked about the marketing areas. Are there other areas around partner portals that it doesn't solve for? That it doesn't solve or that it does solve? Doesn't solve for. Yeah, I think indeed we are at the moment in the true channel marketing automation uh, uh, category there as well. There is no marketing uh, category for ecosystem yet. I expect it to come uh, quite soon. Yes. (laughs) And then I think what we do really notice, especially with SaaS companies who are building their partner program, is that they use Chanek completely as their PRM as well. So with lead and deal registration and as their partner record system to have like a complete timeline of every interaction with those partners. But the thing, for example, where we really look into partnerships is when it comes to, for example, training, where you can actually uh, utilize a tool like Titwit, where you can bring all different types of training into a central hub 
or eventually we're looking at account mapping to connect with uh, uh, Reveal or with Crossbeam and things like that. So we really want to take that ecosystem approach, not build everything ourselves, but combine all the best tools for like the best uh, partner journey there. So assuming you're going to create APIs, are you going to surface the app? Or is it going to be one pane of glass, I would say, for the customer or for the partner? Yeah, for the partner specifically, we're going for the one pane of glass there. Uh, yeah, so it might be that indeed for the vendor, sometimes you edit your content or do certain things in other tools, but definitely for the partner, make sure that they have one interface. I think that's always been the goal from the get-go within uh, Chenext with a starting focus on marketing, but expanding into every type of interaction uh, a partner has with a vendor. Nice. So exciting times now. You know, you recently raised a very significant round of capital, especially for a new company. Can you share that more of that with our listeners? Yes, absolutely. Uh, last uh, September, we raised a uh, uh, 4.5 million Series A round here in uh, here in Europe uh, as well. And I think for us, the main goal now is really to uh, expand further into Europe. And we also launched with our first customers in the U.S. And that's uh, the big uh, roadmap uh, at the moment, uh, the road to the US, uh, because that's uh, what I found out where almost every headquarter of uh, hardware and SaaS companies is uh, located. Yeah. So you're primarily in what I would call the EMEA region, right? Yeah. Europe, Middle East and Africa or just Europe at this point? Mostly Europe. So we uh, we kickstarted just in, uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, and then last year, 2022, we really... Uh, expanded into Europe. So we uh, really grew our partner base as well in uh, UK, Nordics, uh, uh, France, uh, the Dach region. And now we're really looking into Southern Europe and the uh, US. And that's the, that's the road ahead for, for this year. So where do you see yourself in three years? Good question. Myself, I hope to live in the US. I'm actually quite sure I'm going to, uh, to do that. Uh, we're going to make the move as a company there uh, as well uh, next year. And and that's what I think we are really on that journey of building that uh, that channel platform and with the partner at the center. And therefore, it's important that we eventually build that marketplace with the right vendors on it and the right partners. And that's the the thing we are uh, continuously working on and uh, expanding with the team as well. Yeah, you know, you and I talked about this before the podcast, right? So you have there you have quite a few of us down here in Florida, including your uncle, I believe, lives in uh, the west coast of Florida. And then, of course, you got Jay McBain, Janet Shine, myself, all the way down here in the uh, southeast corner of the state. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I think Florida is a good place to he- to live, if I uh, hear it from all of you guys. Certainly the climate is right at least nine months of the year. So, <laughs> so this is the ultimate guide to partnering, Rick. What do you believe makes a great partnership? I think the best partnerships are where you are very interested in each other. And I think that's the thing what I what we are talking a lot about on our podcast as well. Like, how do you really make it about the partner? And that goes two ways, of course, both from vendor to partner as from partner to vendor. Uh, many people say to, nowadays it's partner to partner. And I think that's really a crucial thing to know, like really understand from each other, what are your goals? What are your needs? And how can I best serve you to grow together? And I think if you really focus on that continuously and with every initiative you enroll or with every type of action you take, then that will really bring your partnership forward in the right way. You know, you used an interesting word. You used interesting as the word. I like to use the word committed. Do you see them as one and the same? A good, uh, good question. I think indeed 
in, it starts with interest, but definitely eventually commitment is important as well. Because I've, I really believe in, in giving without expecting, but eventually if you start building a business together and you start relying on each other more and more, then of course it's also crucial that you are committed to each other so you know you can count on each other. I love that. What about when partnerships fail? What do you see? Is there a kryptonite that gets in the way that basically a dysfunction of a partnership? I think maybe like in general, what I see, especially now I'm talking more and more to growing companies as well, who are building their partner program is that I see that they kind of forget about the partners that made them successful. So mm. continuously, we are looking for the next big partner. Everyone wants to work with Accenture, with Deloitte. Yeah. But I think that's something that I, I have very highly, like never forget who brought you to the point where you are at. So that's the thing I would really love to advise uh, to vendors uh, because yeah definitely if you forget about them and the partner has that feeling that like things are changing or you go direct for example in their market yeah. etc that's where you break trust and i think that's if trust is broken it's almost impossible to recover it yeah that reminds me so much that you know the shiny new object right and we forget the organizations that have brought us along the way it is so important to continue to rekindle i guess i would say those relationships while you build your business, like you can't avoid the fact that if you're going to grow your business, you need to have other partners that are going to help propel your success, but never forgetting where you came from. Yeah, I fully agree there. Like, of course, you need to keep building your program and you get all the tiers, like with specific approaches to different types of partners as well. But indeed, always make sure you keep giving attention to the partners uh, that made you successful. So tell us a little bit about this podcast you've created. Yeah, it's uh, Partnerships Unraveled. We launched it uh, early uh, October and we're very much trying to look at it from different perspectives. So both from a sales and from a marketing and an enablement from the vendor side, but then also sometimes really trying to step into the shoes of the partner. I think that's because we are building that marketplace. We are talking to many, many partners on a daily basis. So I think that's really the unique note we tried to take there. We started uh, recording together with my co-host, uh, Alex Whitford, who is VP Partners here at Chenex. And next quarter, we're also actually planning to really start inviting guests on the podcast. So uh, I, I highly enjoy building it. Wonderful. And we're going to provide a link in our show notes for listeners to follow along and join your podcast journey as well. So Rick, you have been an amazing guest. I am so excited for you and the future of your organization. As we really kick 2023 into high gear, what advice do you have for our listeners about optimizing for success? Look at your existing partner base. Because what I think, what I'm writing a lot about on LinkedIn as well and speaking a lot about with customers is the partner engagement gap, where we continuously recruit partners and get them on board, but then we don't have the resources to continuously train them, to enable them, to onboard them properly and what you see there is that you only have a certain attention span with your partners. So if you lose their attention, you have the risk that they don't engage with you and eventually churn out. And I think, of course, the upcoming year is all about spending your resources in the best way possible and growing in a sustainable way. And that's really the key part of the partners you are getting on board and the partners you do have on board. How can you shift your resources in enabling them in the best way to grow together? And I think that's a crucial thing to, uh, to look at for 2023. Shifting your resources in the best way to help you grow together. I love that, Rick. That's such great advice for our listeners today. Yeah, and I, I think how I always call it, like really shift from 
partner recruitment mindset into partner success mindset. I think that's if I would have to summarize it in one uh, one sentence, that will be it. Yeah. I'm reminded of the acre of diamonds, right? So you have an acre of diamonds in your backyard. You just need to find it, discover it, and have it flourish. Absolutely agree. Rick, thank you again for being on Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm so excited for your journey. I'm so excited to continue our relationship and look forward to possibly having you back in the future. So thank you for your time today. Thanks a lot, Vince. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. So there you have it. Another amazing guest joins Ultimate Guide to Partnering. And I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Odds are, if you're a technology partner executive and hearing my voice, chances are you too are looking to accelerate your success through partnerships. I mean, let's face it. We all have seen partnerships that look good on paper, but never live up to their expected results. There are a lot of reasons why partnerships fail. And at Ultimate Partnerships, we help you get it right by applying a proven set of best practices and framework that's used by leading partners working with Microsoft and other technology giants. If you want to learn more, follow the link in the show notes or visit our website at ultimateguidetopartnering.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.